0: Blues, royal blue family, you've got Harry, you got Charlie, you got George now, George Hewitt in the midfield, how good are they looking? sweeps a handball forward, can they finish grips from 52 over the top and bounces it through Dockerty, he's almost within range he goes long monstrous
1: And welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast, your host Jed Zetzer here, alongside the great man Harrison Hyman's Bolt. Welcome to you, sir. How are we? Well, we're a lot better this week, I think. <laughs> oh, exactly
0: <laughs> doing- what the doctor ordered,
1: isn't it? It is exactly what the doctor ordered, exactly what the club needed. Uh, a fantastic week for this football club. Yep. And uh, yeah, we uh, we just enjoy it.
0: Oh, We did. And you know what? We'll say it off the bat before you go on and say, ah, it was only West Coast, it was only West Coast. It's not even about the four points. I think it's actually about winning a game where we won all four quarters as A and we actually didn't take our foot off. You know, to be able to go over on the road and I don't think we can underestimate the travel. Like, it's very important to win on the road no matter who you're playing, but to bury a team on their own deck is just... It was a resounding win for the group. It's the uplift of the group, the team needed. It's been a pretty... Poor month. Well, two and two the last month, but it was a pretty poor two and two.
1: Mate, it, let, let's
0: be honest here. It's been a pretty
1: poor start to the season. It has so, been. I think this week we can, you know, six games in, we can reflect on the first six weeks of the season. We're now and, seven. Sorry, but, seven. But but this win, but this, win, but this win's not
0: necessarily going to change our expectations how we think the season's going to end. But it was just a win which we needed. We know we can do it. We know we can bully a team, and now. It should be, you know, I think just the intangibles. Well, it's a bit you know, of validation. It is. And it's, you know, we changed a bit structurally. You know, we kind of start flirted with it against St. Kilda, but we went full blown out with it against West Coast. And I think it's going to be the way to go for the next couple of weeks at least. But it was impressive. isn't just to be able to, you know, when's the last time you watched the Blues and you had your George, legs up our, after
1: halftime? It's our like, first 100-point win in over a decade. Yep. I believe the last one was against Richmond. Yep. It's been a while between drinks. It's exactly what we needed. Um, it's the first time a player's kicked nine goals since Fev in yep. 09. Yep. Would have been the first time for 10 since Sticks in 95. Crazy. crazy. Um, it, it was just exactly what we needed. And, you know, if you reflect on the first, before this week, if you reflect on the first six weeks of the year, looking back at it now, our round one results looking pretty ordinary um, yep. to draw with Richmond. Not a great result there, obviously. Uh, they've fallen off a cliff. The round two win over Geelong is great. Admittedly, we got them at the perfect time, yep. but great. The round three result against the Giants. It's looking okay. Like Ooh, It, it wasn't very convincing, we didn't but play it was well, four points. But
0: they've been very stingy this year. They've like, you know, they obviously just beat the Swans, but they threatened Brisbane for a lot of that game. They hang
1: around. They're a very tough team to evaluate
0: because they did they lose are. to West Coast. I know, I know. And look, we <laughs> beat them over there. Another win on the road, but... Round but- four. Um, North. North, and once you know again. What? In the game we just had on the weekend, we were kind of in a similar position in the last quarter. With North, we could have gone on and won that by 10, 12 goals, and we didn't. We let them back in it at the end. Well,
1: Michael Voss did say after the game that the most pleasing thing about it was that we just won the game at the end. Like, we absolutely did not take our foot off the pedal and uh, that's something that he was wanting us to see. But going back to the point, if you look at our first six games, you know I think we got up to round four. Round five was obviously a shit show. Round six was pretty bad. So you look at the first six games, and, and it's not a good feeling around the group and the club and whatever, but this is a very uh, impressive win. It was an important win. And I think in this competition... To win by 100 points against anyone No matter who it is It's pretty impressive
0: It just instills a bit of belief But it was good Look, it was We just needed it But, you know, it's so rare I, I can't remember the last time a Carlton game You could probably look you in the eye and say The game's done at half-time You knew we weren't going to lose mm. Mm. You know, it was cruisy I, oh, I didn't quite f- think that at half-time It was, points like, it was half-time. 40 points at <laughs> half-time It was 40 points I just had my feet up a bit after half-time It was actually a bit of a show And we'll we'll speak about it You know, maybe we'll change it up this week we'll start from the forward line this week we'll start from the top this week cuz so i was cuz obviously you know i was in perth on the weekend and it was actually like watching a movie it was box office showtime from our number 30 the big full forward it was complete Curnow, box office he it was and you could tell early he had a sense for it you could tell he took 11 marks inside 50 firstly which i don't know where that sits amongst the records in this day and age but That feels like an incredibly large number of marks inside 50. He was marking everything. No one could go with him. They tried, you know, I think he had three opponents for the night. Even he was schooling Barats. Well, well, let's speak about that because I messaged our group.
1: You messaged me just before the start and I think you said, yeah, um you just was telling us telling us here in you were at the game in Perth so us watching on TV you were saying what the matchups were going to be because we couldn't see and i think you said rothen scott yeah. kerno and my yeah. response was i'll get it up because it, it's I, I predicted it bang on i think i said um he will have... <laughs> I said, really? He will have 12 scoring shots. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, he kicked 9-3, I think. So. Which was 12 on the day. on. Um, he was scary. It so, was-
1: we, need, we need to just look at his... We need to read out the stats um, because it was... This was one of the best performances by an individual in a Navy Blue Guernsey that I think we've seen in our time following Carlton. Um, he had 14 marks, as you mentioned, 9 goals, 18 disposals, uh 80% efficiency for those 18 disposals. That's all yeah, I need to
0: say. Nine goals, 14 marks. Yeah. So Herschel and, took and 14 marks. 11 week. of those
1: being inside 50, 8 being contested. Yeah.
0: Nah, it was crazy. It, it, and you know what? When- so, the,
1: so they started obviously Rotham yeah. and then they moved Barras. And then what they did in the fourth quarter is they subbed on Rep Bazo. Yeah. And there was a moment there. And you'll know the moment. So actually, you won't know it because you didn't watch it on TV. But those yeah. who watch it on TV will know because they replayed it a few times. Yeah. Curno and Bazo were on each other, yep. and Charlie was like running from right to left. He was sort of dragging him yep. from left to right. Yeah, and by the time the ball was kicked, Kerno was completely free because Bazo had given up. He 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 was she so no gassed. No, yeah. no no, he was oh. just gassed. And to me, that's like, well, here's a guy who's come on five minutes ago should have all the legs. Yeah. in the world. He's literally paid for five minutes against a dude who is. 100 minutes into the game and he's done his knee multiple times. He's not going to be the quickest, most fit guy anyway. It's
0: funny you say that And he still
1: couldn't keep up with him and Curno took an easy mark. We were
0: sitting level two in like the forward pocket towards the end we kicked out in the first and third quarters and they probably wouldn't have caught this. There probably isn't vision of it because it's almost like a behind the goals vision but I actually commented on it during the game. Kurno's double leading ability where he'll run up, look back and go again just as quickly is crazy. Yeah, like yeah. he loses, he, he and I said at the time, he lost his defenders just so quickly on the weekend. Well, that's what he was doing. He kept going yeah. up
1: and down, up and down. And Bazo couldn't stay with him. It was and too it was, much. It was funny
0: because you could tell about midway through the third quarter, the team were just looking for him. Everyone was looking for him. Yeah. You know, silly, you know, even Akers did a silly little 15-meter kick just to get it to Kerno in the third quarter, bang goal. And... I actually thought he's if he was going to kick ten. I actually thought he was going to get a free kick off the ball for holding because in the lead up to his ninth, he was in the pocket and they had two of them on him and they were just grappling with him and you could tell they weren't really letting him go and he kind of had his moment to get away floats into the goal square and marks it. He was just so on like yeah. f- he was and it's such a shame because he deserved he, ten and he missed the easiest one in the third quarter, mm, the, literally the I easiest know. one. And it was like it was almost like you know the game was. Dead and gone. It was like it was a bit of like a. No, I was at the game where Buddy kicked a thousand, and it's like everyone's just rooting for Franklin to get the ball. It was a bit the same on Saturday night. Everyone just wanted it. Like everyone would be like, "Oh, if, if we marked the ball inside fifty to have a shot, and it wasn't Kerno." It was like, "Oh, <laughs> like it, it would have been. Very, it would have been incredible if he did kick 10, But oh, he gets himself back level at the top of the Coleman. He was phenomenal, wasn't he? It was the perfect he, game from he Charlie? Was
1: completely, completely phenomenal, and uh, yeah, just. It'll be one of those nights that you remember. Like, I remember the day Fev kicked nine against Richmond. Yeah. That crazy one behind the... Yeah, behind yeah, the yeah, Everyone remembers these types of games. So, this isn't a game. It's weird to think, you know, round six, round seven against West Coast, a 100-point smacking, and it's a game that we probably won't forget for a while. Uh, so, Ed, uh, Charlie Kerno, comfortable, best game of his career. He was absolutely outstanding, Bolt. And we move on now to the rest of our forwards... Uh,
0: H Herschel He's giving me the shits a little Herschel Not in a bad way You know I I, I do love Herschel I think he's a great footballer He's a beautiful centre half forward But it's almost I don't want to say his intelligence But he just does some He he does some crazy things Doesn't he? he
1: Right now He's finishing, he's,
0: he's a bit in his own head now with the goal kicking, I feel. Well, I was gonna say it's He's a, actually only good from one spot on the ground right now, goal kicking wise. Thirty five within thirty five metres in the left forward pocket.
1: It's a simple case right now of he is bereft of confidence. He's got no confidence right now. So mm. he needs to do whatever that needs to be done, and Saturday night probably was actually the perfect game to get his confidence Well, He started
0: up. really well. Two at quarter time. But I reckon
1: Harry's a big game player, and I actually fancy this Friday night to be the game that gets his confidence back up. Hey, because, yeah, because, you know, for the lesser players, they can beat up on a bad team yeah. and get their confidence up. But for the big dogs, like H, a Coleman medalist to this competition, Friday night under the lights against a big team, a very good team, a contender, I see that as a game to get his rhythm back yeah. and and he just needs one game it's just once the goal com- once he- I, I, it's not even the sorry, goal i don't, I don't he- think he's playing badly no he's not I, it's not he's not it's it's goal kicking but it's also decision making yeah, ball yeah, yeah. in hand and i think he needs one you know circuit breaker yeah and he'll be back because it's full it's fully it's all in his head i think i hope so it's good well, and, well, we know and, and, we know and, it and, is because we know he's a good player for sure
0: and he oh no he's a great player as in he's a gun as in, you know, he's taken 21 marks in he's the last premium, two weeks. He's
1: a premium elite for AFL sure, footballer.
0: 100%. And, he, and you know what? He did clear the space really nicely for Charlie. This four items empty for Kerno yeah. on the weekend.
1: Oh, he... So. Hang on.
0: Harry played his role yeah. in getting Kerno to nine. Oh, 100%. Um, it was good, though. Durds. Yeah, no, it was definitely a little bit better from Durden. Um, well, well,
1: this for me, I just want to step in. This for me is the confirmation that there is a there is a positional change that needs to be made. Okay. So last year, it was Durden who was playing higher up the ground and Motlop who was playing closer to home. Yeah. This year, it's been Motlop who's played higher up the ground. Durden's also played in the games that OE's was playing. Durden was playing a bit higher up as well. But for most of the time, Durden's been a lot closer to home than Motlop has been. Now, Durden is cleaner and he's just... Durden's... Durden could be a midfielder. I think he's a really good footballer who is wasted close to goal. His strengths, his goal kicking is, you know, a big asset for him, but it's not his strength. I think if you look at Motlop, he's a little goal sneak. His goal sense is unbelievable, and I think they have to make that change now, especially this week against Brisbane. Play Durden higher up the ground where he can get a bit more pill. He's going to be cleaner. Give him some midfield minutes and send Motlop to the goal square he should be our deepest forward. He should be close to home. The role that always plays, and let Motlop kick snags because I think that that is going to make a big difference. They switched up from last year. The pair in twenty twenty three haven't been close to what they were last year. So I think it's simple: switch him back and see what happens. Potentially,
0: I thought he went okay though on the weekend, Durden. But... No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you no, know, I, I, I know. It
1: was clearly his best game of the year. Yeah, and and statistic stats wise, he wouldn't have had. You know, I think yeah, he pro- he had probably ten. had about had ten of yeah, a yeah. goal. Yeah, so it's about you know, it's not it doesn't jump off the page, but he was evidently better than in any of his other games this year. I thought for sure. Uh, so good stuff, Dirds. Um, Soss, I think that was also his best game of the year. He kicked three. He had seventeen disposals at ninety percent, and I think Bolt. We should probably speak about the sp- the sp- what what wh- how. So you mentioned before that we sort of. Um, we attempted to change things up against the Saints. We we sort of didn't go all in. We danced with it. And then we went all in against the Eagles. It was definitive. So can you just explain some of the positional changes that you're referring to?
0: I think without Deconning in the team right now, so if you go with Pinnanet and Silvani as your two ruckmen, without having Jack Martin in the team and Pinnanet's complete inability to play up forward, you're leaving such a hole in the forward you know, be- in the, in the forward line, because it you, becomes a case of you've got
1: McKay and then the smalls. Yes, yeah,
0: you've got no one between the bigs and the smalls. You need to have some presence, medium. So, I think Carlton have realised Sylvani in the rucks done. That is gone. Has to stay at home. Has to. And he look. He's had nearly eight or nine shots on goal the last two weeks. He's kicked five goals. Yeah, kicked three on the weekend. And he might do a bit of forward line rucking, but I don't think he's going to go well up the ground. So now it's going to be Lewis Young. He's going to be a pinch hitter with Pittennet as your mainstay. But now what we've done is by bringing in Brody Kemp into the team, which, you know, depending on his form, might be Marchbank at a later stage. But now they're going to go with Wietering, McGovern, one of Kemp and Marchbank, and obviously Young. And then when Young's pushing up to relieve to do ruck duties, those McGovern's and Kemp's will just push up as second and third tools whilst Young's out for ten minutes rucking. Mm, yeah, I and, think, and, and we allow Silvani to stay up forward. So, so what that the the difference that that makes is it
1: essentially means that when we're going forward, we have an extra target up there. Yeah, it, it fills the gap that was void when Silvani was in the ruck. Yeah, I think it also um, it makes Silvani's life a whole lot easier playing one role. Like, he's yeah. just going to be better off for that. It's
0: just you know, if they're not going to play De Conning, Well, they- I
1: think we can sit here tonight on... So, by the way, apologies that this is a late podcast. Bolt, you obviously in Perth. Yes. Yeah. So, we had to wait a couple of days for you to get back. It's Monday, the 1st of May. And I think as yeah. we sit here right now and we record this podcast, we can comfortably say that at this moment in time, Carlton are a better football... Cl- well, not a better football club. They're a better team on the field when Mark Pitternet is rucking in the team and Tom DeConning is not in the team. Now, I think that DeConning had his crack without Pitonet, and it didn't work. Pitonet's now having his crack without (laughs) DeConning. How can I sit here and record while you're just smiling like that? (laughs) I wish you guys could see. He's literally just sitting here and nodding, and he's got the biggest smile on his face. Um, The point I'm trying to make is they don't work together. It was a train wreck, and if you can't play them both, one of the, one of them is well ahead of the other one right now, and yep. that's Mark Pittenett. So, I think as we sit here right now- Mark
0: Pitternet's well ahead of him as a <coughs> ruckman. Yeah, correct. As a ruckman. We are a significantly better stoppage team. He's a significantly better tap ruckman. He's hit out to- he, Pitternet's in the top three or four in the league for hit outs to advantage. Yeah, top three, yeah. You know, he-, he And let's just- I'll, We'll say it now. We don't need to get to him later. Pittenett dominated on Saturday night. Pittenett- and I know, once again, it was Bailey, Williams, whatever his name is, <laughs> but Pitternet killed him. It was silver service coming out of the middle. Yeah. And maybe DeConning would have done the same thing. I'm not sure, but at the end of the day, DeConning didn't get that opportunity to. He played in the twos, had seven disposals, kept a goal, and played full forward anyway. Mm. So, I think as we sit here right now, and it could change quick, I, I think- Well, that's what I was going to say. That's I, I, I think kept it's saying also, the date, because no, no, no. it can change very quickly. I'm ruling out... I'm, I think from net, from here on, we're ruling out Silvani as a second ruck. But, you know, whether it's... De, if De Conning is to play with Pinanet, it just rules out that extra tall being Marchbank or Kemp the other way now. So, rather than losing out forward of the ball, we're going to be altering behind the ball to make way for De Conning if he is to play with Pinnanet. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting, because... Let's speak
1: about the situation of Tom Deconning. So he's out of contract at the end of the year. He's oh, <laughs> he's highly sought after. We know that St. Kilda want him. We know that Sydney want him. We know that Geelong want him. Yep. We know that Essendon want him. There's probably 17 teams who would take him. Now, he's in a very precarious position here because if he continues to play twos for Carlton... He'll still go and get the money that he was going to get anyway. But Carlson won't get what we were going to get for him. So he may have gone to Sydney on whatever they ridiculous that they're reporting they offered him, which was, what, 800 a year, over eight years. And we would have got our, at minimum, a first and a second round pick. Yeah. Whereas now it changes a little bit. He might still go to Sydney. We probably won't find out how much he's on. It'll probably be similar. It won't be much less. I'd but say we'll if- end up getting maybe just one first-round pick for him a If he doesn't play more than 10 games this year, I can't see the club's argument to get more than a second-round pick, especially given he's out of contract. Well, on the
0: surface, he's not worth more than a second-round pick in a true sense of the value he brings to a game of football. His market value is obviously different because club's value plays like that ridiculously high yeah well he's so, a, but he's I've never seen someone's true value be so skewed in comparison to their market value it sickens me he's the most overhyped player I've ever seen in the AFL Tom Deconning he's never ever at any point in the last six, five and a half years never been better than an average Ruckman at best and you know I've been going on about this now for about two years I've been vindicated He's back in the twos again. He played our two most important games at the back end of last year in the reserves. And Mark Pinninette by no means is a fabulous player. But he's streets ahead of Tom DeConning in, reg- in in the ruck department. And unfortunately for Tom, you know, we've got Herschel and Charlie up forward. It it, it just makes it it makes him borderline unplayable right well, now. But I, I do think there's still life for the two Ruckmen going forward for some games. I just think more the whole structural change eliminates Silvani now from Ruckman. So
1: DeConning's 23 years old. I think it's worth noting he's still young and for Ruckman, he might not going get going until he's 25, 26. He, I mean, we don't know. We, we, we're just two schmoes sitting here recording a podcast. We don't know what he wants to do, but no. I, I think he wants to stay. I think that that's what's been reported was that it was, and I think Sam McClure went with this on his new Tradies podcast, that... If he plays, he stays. That's that's what DeConning wanted to do. If he if he was going to play, he wants to stay. And if he wasn't going to be in the team, he needs to look at his options. The issue is the timing of this because De Conning's running out of time. Like if he doesn't make a decision soon, he ain't staying. So it's probably looking right now like he's gone well, at the end of the year.
0: Also, if he's not something, getting opportunities, he'll probably Something significant
1: walk. would have to change.
0: Well, maybe he can lift his own form. Well, that's where it's got to start. When, oh, that's that's what it all should
1: be down to. So it's a very interesting situation. Um, he's in a very precarious spot. Um, and you know what? Issues like this are good issues for football clubs to have when you sort of you, you don't know what to do with a player because they're not in your twenty-two, but they're going to get traded. And it's just, it's this it's good issues to have. You'd yeah. rather this than you know <laughs>
0: the opposite, which oh, is for sure. And look, Pinnanet was very good. I think Pinnanet's won his ruck battle two weeks in a row now. And that's all you can ask for. The other forwards on the day, so we spoke about Silvani. Honey was the other one. I Look, probably only in the team because Motlop got suspended last week for the dangerous tackle. He didn't do much again, did he, Joshi? I'll put it to you this way. He didn't do much, but he
1: did probably do more than he's done any of the other games. So what I liked this week from Honey... Was that... And this was probably just a case of... Gee, he only had eight disposals. I thought he had
0: 10, but... I thought he was playing number 22 on the night. Yeah. I couldn't name a worse player on the night. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Um,
1: Yeah, it's just an interesting one because he'll probably stay in the team until Owies is back. Or would you not just say Mottlop's a straight swap? Yeah, but Ed Kurnow played in the... Well... He He didn't really really end up playing that much in the forward line Definitely started there. Started there, but drifted up. Um, Well, it's all going to depend as well on Kennedy. There's a bit to get to. We'll speak about that in selection later in the show. But, honey, kicked a goal, had eight touches, needs to be doing more, especially in a time right now where he's getting games.
0: He's had a month. He's had a month in the same. He's
1: getting a lot of opportunity. And you do fear, you do fear that when his time runs out, which could be this week, he's going to have to work twice as hard to get back in. For sure. Probably even three times as hard. Um, now, uh, I think we've got... Have we, are we missing a forward? Fisher. Kick three behinds. Had 21. Um, only went at 60%. I think Zach Fisher is right now, and I think he would probably feel this as well, He's a shadow of the player he was last year. Yep. He's in. He's just in really, really bad form. He's so sloppy. And I just think right now, the best thing for everyone, and most importantly, the best thing for him, because at the end of the day, there's a good player in there that came out last year, and we want him back. We want yep. him back. So the best thing for him is go back to the twos, get 35 touches, because he will absolutely dominate the twos. Go to the twos and get 35 touches for three weeks. Get your hands on the ball 100 times and then come back in. So that's what I'd like to see just for him more so than us, but also for us because we're not getting much out of him right now. That is pleasing. No, he's having a stinker of a season. He's very frustrating, Fisher. Um, should we move into the back line now? Well, Ed, so Ed Curno <clears throat> did play yeah. half forward.
0: It was a bit of a it was a bit of a better performance from Kuno. He was somewhat handy, but it's you know, we can probably speak it when we get to the sub, but it's probably just probably not enough like to warrant automatic walk up selection every week. Mm. He was half decent though. Like he was fine on the weekend. But yeah. Um yeah. It, it, it's <laughs> I'll put it to you this way.
1: I'd like to see Matt Kennedy back into the team. And I don't know how he gets in without Ed Kerno making way. I agree. So as much as, you know, he played well, I'd, I'd still like to see Matt Kennedy into the team. That's my number one preference here. For sure. Um, Speaking of, we'll start with him when we get to the midfield. He came on as a sub. He played under a quarter. He had seven and a goal. He was, I mean, you'd expect him to be, but he was fantastic for the quarter that he was on. Yep. So I think we don't really need to say much Probably more there. Probably the
0: easiest quarter he'll ever be subbed on for.
1: Also, and look, it, it well, hang on, like, we haven't voiced our opinions on him being dropped. Oh, well,
0: yeah. Well, look, it comes back to... Uh, and I think I actually said it earlier in the season. I don't know why we're not just naming the 23s rather than having to omit someone and putting them as an emergency than naming them as the sub. Just name the 23 and pick the sub through the 23. Because I think that would have made a massive difference to how it was treated on the night. Because, you know, he was still in the side. Mm. But, you know, I, I think you know, I think playing him in the back line um, the last two weeks. And I actually thought he went, you know, as well as he almost could have against St. Kilda. But at the end of the day, we had Doherty and Saad coming back in and who were the two weakest defenders in that group the week before? Probably Cowan and Kennedy.
1: Well, really, I I mean, we don't need to spend much time on this because it's now, you know, the time's passed. But I was absolutely shattered For Matt Kennedy, and just absolutely staggered with the decision to drop him. I think he's one of the most important players for this team. We speak about it all the time. Everyone who listens to this show would know that he's one of my favourite players, if not my favourite player. He has an incredible overhead mark. He tackles well. He's a fantastic distributor of the ball, one of the better kicks in our team. He's an accumulator. I just think he's turned himself into an unbelievable player. And uh, it was just very disappointing to see him dropped. I think that it was just... He's almost the type of play that you just don't drop. Well, if they're not you d- careful... You find a way to play him. And, and, not- and he should have played in the forward line over Honey.
0: Yeah, or over Ed Curno. But if they're not careful, Michael Voss is going to have blood on his hands for the career of Matt Kennedy if he is thrown into the wilderness you know, for the next little bit of time. If he's not part of this team... You well, know- I'd expect him to come straight back in this week. Mm-hmm.
1: I'd, I'd expect them to find I don't know a way if will. to- Well, I expect that I they do. I don't know
0: if he'll come into the 22. I
1: expect that they do. I'd be, I'd be equally
0: as But Would your mindset Would your mindset be a little bit altered if the AFL was mandating clubs named 23s and, he was, and you only found out no, an hour before no. he was
1: the sub? Don't disrespect him by making him the sub. That's extremely disrespectful. Oh. He's a much better footballer than that, Bolt. Oh, no, I agree with that. He's I agree. The, he's just a better, but, we, but in
0: the same he, breath- mate, mate, he doesn't deserve this. But in the same breath, we have complained about an overstacked midfield, which had been disproportionate to how we need a play. But
1: I, w- is there one good reason why Matt Kennedy couldn't have played the role that Ed Kerno played on the
0: weekend? There isn't. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with that.
1: He's just- I mean, pound for pound is just a much better footballer I, right now than I, I Ed c- Curnow is. I completely is. agree. And- he he's it's not like he's never played forward in his life. It is how he got himself going at
0: Carlton no, no, four years ago. It's just more so I understand not playing I understand not playing him. I don't understand playing Curno over him, if that makes sense. I get like one of them has to I, I get you can't get away with Curnow and Kennedy right now.
1: it shouldn't even be a question, mate. It should not even be a question. It's a
0: question on the ba- you know, this has got to do with the team balance. They're just picking Kerno over Kennedy. Yeah, which is... Well, yeah. But they you know, but they set Kennedy up to fail, in a sense, playing him in the back line and well, having that...
1: They complete, Mate, they completely and utterly set him up to fail. He's never played defense in his life. He's not a defender. I, I, c- I can't believe the fact that they've moved him there and then they've dropped him. It's just... That's not how you manage a player. That's not what yeah. you do. That's really amateur stuff, I reckon. Um, yeah, I'm disappointed... In the way that he's been tr- he, he's he should be getting better than that. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, let's zip through because we are we're already halfway through the show, Bolt. Um, well, the midfield was absolutely outstanding. Did what they wanted. Adam Cher is having a remarkable season. He's yep. officially entered my rolling All-Australian very team good. after round and seven. And I was very hot on him all summer, wasn't I? You were, you said it would break out. I don't think he's quite broken out to the level that you thought he might, and and the, the level that I thought he might. Because
0: Ooh, I reckon he's probably winning our best and fairest.
1: I think he's well. He is coming second in mine. Yeah, I, reckon I think there's someone who's comfortably winning it. Okay, but he's having a, a stellar season, a remarkable season, and uh, there's not much more to say. He kicked a goal on the weekend. He had thirty. His ball use is something that is a major asset to us because he actually gets things going. He can play both as a defensive midfielder yeah. but also as an attacking midfielder. And that's midfielder. why he's so important at the moment. He is the, this this player who's playing right now for us is the Rolls Royce that we brought into the club. Yeah. We didn't quite see it consistently last year. No, but we definitely seeing, saw it
0: over six or seven games.
1: We're seeing it consistently this year. His yeah. last three weeks have been phenomenal. You
0: know, he's having a great season. Like, his whole season's been great.
1: Ah, uh, Cripper had 33 hit the scoreboard for the first time this year. Yes. He had eight clearances, eight tackles. Um this was just, uh, there hey, were a couple, just too good. There were just a couple moments where Cripps almost just manhandled his opposition. Yep. And I just thought, yep, yeah, this is a guy who is literally running through walls here. Um looking at Akers on the wing, fantastic like Blake Akers is just an incredible, incredible recruit to this football club, I think. He is absolutely just changed the way we play from a team who last year, I think it's fair to say we went through the guts every time. Yeah. We're using the wings. What's so crazy about Akers is he can get the ball three or four times in the same chain. Mm. He'll start in the back line and we saw it on the weekend. He ran the ball up for Kerno's goal. That ridiculous. He got the handball in the back line, handballed it off, got another ball. I think he got three disposals from the back pocket and ran it through all the way up to Charlie. Um, he's... He's just an incredibly oh, he's, shrewd... He, he's
0: everything we needed in that recruit. We he's okay, just he's- a shrewd recruit. A very, very shrewd
1: recruit. Um, Yeah, very happy with him. Walsh, 30, just been fantastic since returning. Um, can't say much more about his game on the weekend. Hewitt had his best game for the year, I thought. He finally... Had 32 touches. He's been in average form for the year. So, that was an important performance, I thought, to get Hewitt up and running. Um, And then there's Doherty, who played a bit of mid as well. Yep, for sure.
0: He was in the midfield. Yeah, I think with Doc this weekend, he... And, sorry, sorry to interrupt. We also reverted back to the rotation we saw last year. The resting midfielder would start at half forward.
1: Yes, which was looked much. Walsh better. Walsh started
0: the game at half forward. They were all going through the forward just line rather than the back better. line. Looked it much did. better. You'd
1: rather players like that in attacking positions. Yep. Um, Doherty, great to see him back. This guy yep. is just well, I missed two weeks well, with a meniscus tear. Well, he's a walking miracle. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to go through what he's been through. I think yep. everyone knows. And just to add one onto the list, torn meniscus, fourteen days off, straight back into the team. So, good. Doc was fantastic. Um, wasn't one of his trademark performances, but It'll I, think, do. I think just to have him back out there, um, the leadership that he provides and running through the midfield, he was fantastic. Uh, the Ruckman, we've spoken about Pidanet. Yep. Just fan- uh, once again, fantastic. Uh, definitely won that battle. And, and then
0: Ollie Hollands on the
1: other wing. Well, it was great. seeing kick his first goal, yes. first and foremost, first goal of the game, and that that that's a big moment, Bolt. Grew how up- good was that kick from Kerno to him? Yeah, oh. oh, it didn't have to move. Didn't move an inch. Um, that's a big moment for him. Yep. Grew up a blue bagger. You could see how much it meant to him, and just quietly, he doesn't get. And you said this in the preseason that he wouldn't get the attention these other big draft picks are getting, but he's going all right.
0: He's going He's fine. going.
1: He's going more than all right. He's having a very, very impressive first year of AFL footballer. And we might just be watching a player here who's just going to sit on a wing for the next 10 years for yeah, us. He can control his own fate here. If his output doesn't drop off, he'll play every game this year. He's What I liked about him this week, as opposed to the other weeks, I think he tidied up his possession a lot. Like, he used the ball much better this week. He still only went at 70%. But he tidied his game up a bit. There weren't those sloppy sort of errors. Um, is that the midfield? Yep. Back oh, line. Sam Walsh. No, I spoke about Walsh. I Walsh, spoke about Walsh. yeah. 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 Backline?
0: Yep. Uh, let's start with Brody Kemp. Well, it was first game of the year. It was always going to be an interesting inclusion because there's been so much mystery around, you know, he's been shopped all over the park in his three and a bit years at Carlton. But he obviously changed us structurally. He came in as that extra tour to allow Lewis Young to venture up the ground. And I'll tell you what, Kemp was fabulous. Two intercept marks in the first minute. He was fabulous. He aerially, he was brilliant. Couple of ridiculous kicks. He made
1: one, one ridiculous. kick, which was just a direct goal. Oh. <laughs> that was crazy. However, apart from that moment, no, just a couple very of impressed.
0: Um, I think. What is, and he had such think, good confidence. Go back and take thirteen marks on your return to senior 13 level. Thirteen
1: marks, like, I just think if you look at this game, the the thing which stands out to me is the fact that we just got a lot more out of him than we were getting out of Cowan. Now when oh, yeah. now when Cowan was playing, there we, there was nothing nothing necessarily wrong with him. Like there was nothing wrong with him, but he wasn't playing bad football. He was playing okay football and he was doing his job, but this is a player who's come in and he's done his job and he's gone above that now.
0: He, yeah, he, he was he was good. And you know what? It's players like Brody Kemp, where if you can get these little bonuses off the bottom half of your list, it could make all the difference going forward for the rest of the season. And with no disrespect to Lockie Cowan, really no disrespect. Because we like him. He doesn't annoy
1: me. And he's... Going to play a lot of footy like, for us. I don't
0: like or dislike players, whether they annoy me or don't annoy me. He doesn't annoy me, but I don't think we're going to see Lockie Cowan many more times this year. Oh, that's a bit stiff. Well, oh, no, 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 but it's... Jordan Boyd's now played two weeks in the twos. No, but they're, they're different positions. Not necessarily. I think you could easily play Boyd in the role that Cowan was playing. It's, it's virtually the same thing, is it not? Yeah. Yeah And then you know Probably not And now with that Kemp coming in March bangs a couple of weeks away I just think Cowan's Cinkot is playing good footy Yep I think Cowan I don't think we're going to see A whole lot of him For the rest of the year And I say that so respectfully Because we might I say it so respectfully I just think he might be squeezed out with a couple of the troops coming back, and wasn't and, a great time for him to go out. No, and Chincotta and Kemp playing well, and because he hadn't been setting the world on fire by any means. No, a, as I said, he wasn't. He wasn't playing bad football at all. He was definitely getting his job done every week. But it, it's going to be a little. He wasn't going above and. It's going to be a little bit. Like he's a when, first year player, mate. For sure, no, it's going to be a little bit like when Carroll exited the team last year, played his five or six games, and we weren't disappointed with him. But we thought you kind of knew after that Collingwood game. Probably not going to see a heap of him for the rest of the year And we didn't Mm. I think it might be a little bit the same with Cowan Not, but it's You know, if troops go down Easy to call him back in Yeah, and you'd be happy to call him back in I I just think, you know, I don't think We didn't like miss him on the weekend And I just think with Boyd and Marchbank And now Chincotta and Kemp in the frame Who weren't in the frame round one Could be a bit more difficult for Cowan to come back in Yep, it's a
1: fair call Uh, Speaking of Chincotta
0: He's fitting in really well He's just comfortable at
1: the level. I actually reckon he'll play most games for us this year.
0: He had an effort in the first quarter, would have been on the far side to you at home on TV, where there was a one-on... A quick kick came out of our forward line from West Coast. There was a one-on-one on, one on the boundary line. Won the ball. Got a little bit free and kicked it on his left. And, he, and, that, and this was for Kerno's first goal. And just like the composure to do that at full speed on your left and, you know, to... Hit up Charlie. I thought was just brilliant. Uh, Cincotta's, he just he's been he's been great. His efforts have been fantastic, and his- but he still has to play on edge. Still got to keep yeah, going. For for sure. the, you know, far from safe. It's the same with Kemp. Got to keep producing, and the spot will be theirs. You know, these guys will hold out a march. He's bank.
1: also a good ball user. Cincotta. Yeah, he's, he's been good. I'll admit, I wasn't wrapped to see him get called up because I don't know, just sort of didn't really know much about him, but. Yeah, he's, he's slotted in very seamlessly. Um, Weedering, not a whole lot for him to do on the day, but he did what he needed to do. Uh, and I think the same goes for Lewis Young. You mentioned him in that second rocking role, which he executed well on the day. And uh, who else we missing? Of course, Saad.
0: Oh, well, it was great to have Sardi back. Um uh twenty-five disposals and, and, worth and noted, three quarters. It was
1: officially planned that he was gonna yeah, get yeah, sucked yeah. off, so that that's fine. Well, I
0: think if the game was there to be won, he probably would have stayed on, but twenty-five disposals, three quarters. Thanks yeah. for coming, Sardi. Um and then McGovern. Yeah, he was fine again, McGovern. Didn't really lose in the air. I, I thought that was his worst performance of no, the no, year. It was a different because now Kemp no, I know. He's now the Freya defender. I know, I know, I know. So, he's not going to get the accolades of his 10 marks and his 20 no, kicks. No, no,
1: I know that. I know that. I just... When I say it was his worst performance, he's had Did some very good performances. you see who he was playing on? No, no, no. I just didn't see him. Oh, yeah. Watching on TV... Well, he's a I didn't see him. If I was at the game, I think I'd be very happy with him. I didn't see him... Saying it's his worst performance of the year doesn't mean it's a bad performance. I actually thought he didn't do anything bad on the day. He just didn't really do anything. Yeah, well he didn't he, need to do anything. He played on Petricelli for most of the game. <laughs> Who I did not know played, so there you go. <laughs> so uh, McGovern's were if that's gonna be his worst game of the year, well
0: probably licking our but, lips. But this is now the this is the new Carlton backheim, the new era. Kemp is now the McGovern, McGovern's now half the McGovern, half the young. Yeah, that's interesting to me. But we could get away with it for periods against West Coast. And we got away and should, this week, McGovern and Kemp not switch roles? And should- Kemp take it taller? I think they'd probably back McGovern. Yeah, you know, if you look at yeah. this week, for instance, when they do make that switch for the 5-10 minutes, you'd probably rather McGovern on Hipwood than Kemp.
1: Mm, yeah, that's true. That is the 23. Oh, jetty. What?
0: We're missing. We did the Ruckman. No. Even worse than this. What a horrible omission. Hang on, hang on, hang on,
1: hang on. No, no, I reckon you've just missed me. Nick Newman? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Newman? How the hell did we miss the best player oh, don't, don't, the best don't, player don't, behind don't. Charlie? Hold on, don't weigh this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My apologies <laughs> go out to Nick Newman and his family. That is embarrassing that I've just missed... Probably a top five game of his career. He is playing, I'm not going to swear, but he's playing crazy, crazy football. He's winning our BNF. He's in the rolling All-Australian team. He's in career best form. I'm going to go bigger here. My opinion only, I think he's probably, well, he's definitely top three, probably top two small defender in the comp right now. He is going about his business Beautifully,
0: having a sensational season. Did you catch on the telly who he was playing on on the weekend? Well, I believe uh, the answer is no one, <laughs> because well, whoever he, it was, do you well, know? Do you know the answer? I swear I don't know. I was, looking, I was laugh. looking. I was looking. I was looking. I saw. I was looking. I actually had great seats just to know who was on. Who. I
1: looked. I don't usually look at like fantasy scores during Carlton games because I don't like it to sway my opinion. But I looked at halftime watching on the TV. And I saw Newman's stats and I'm thinking, gee, he's been good. I didn't realise he'd been like he'd got that much of the pill. Who was he playing on?
0: So Newman's been taking the the opposition's most, best small Yeah, most forward. dangerous small four. Which which would have been Liam Ryan. Or Jamie Cripps, who both didn't
1: play. Yes. Would not have been Petricelli
0: then. And he had Sam Petrovsky seed for company. Newman did? Yeah. Well, do you know how many touches he had? Explains a bit. He had one kick. And well, then he, got, d- he did get subbed off. He yeah, had about the third quarter. <clears throat> Dear Samo, And he got a week. Yeah, and he got a for week. For <laughs> sling
1: on Chincotta.
0: Oh, another one of my former... He graduated from the class of Harrison's microscope. Sam Petreski, so I couldn't stand him at Carlton. But... <laughs> I thought he- we might have a new segment here. What? <laughs> Harrison's Microscope. No, 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 no. Because yeah. everyone knows it's Dow and DeConning. I don't need a beat around the bush. But, it, you know, it was piotrowski Sedan before Tom DeConning arrived. Well, he was your first ever... He was the first player ever inducted into your Microscope. And once macroscope. again, I was right with that one. I was right. We're three from four at the moment with Harrison teeing off on certain individuals. Who's... Well, Cottrell... Had a good year last true, year. True, true. You did not. You were not a fan of. But him. I ate my words, and I apologise for the greatest yes, substitute of true. all time. But he's not quite. you know he's out of the woods. Oh, he's definitely out of the he woods. Had a good year. He last might go year. back into the woods, but, but for now, known. he's out of the woods. But,
1: There's another one who your dad had under the microscope. Who? You probably won't even remember this, but I think we sat together for Michael Gibbons' debut. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. His, his debut and I think your dad just said on we were walking to the train station after or maybe was it during COVID I can't even remember No, nah,
0: 2019 he debuted yeah we
1: were walking to the train and he played round one walking yep, to the yep, train you played station every game though, yeah. train station after
0: and we were, I thought oh you know Gibbons was alright
1: first game he's, he'll be alright and I remember your dad just said no nope, <laughs> he, won't, he won't be there for long you he, can, and you can he just, he, he just said no nope. he hasn't got it he won't last long in truth he um, told he didn't but yeah, back to the but, team. So, so Newman, it, Newman's just,
0: just, wow. Isn't he just having a s- s- superb season? I think the word is
1: just sublime. He can't do anything wrong at the moment. He had 34 on the weekend. It's probably worth looking at just his stats for this year alone. So he's averaging 23 disposals at 80% efficiency. Uh, he's averaging five score involvements, nine marks, five rebound 50s, three tackles, two inside 50s. He's just, he's just doing everything perfectly right now, Nick Newman. And it's crazy because coming into the season, before we found out that Williams was injured and before we found out Boyd was injured, I think, and before we found out McGovern was injured, sorry, not McGovern, Marchbank, I think we probably didn't, a few, like, you know, Newman was probably the one who we were like, oh, will he play, won't he play? We weren't sure, Bolt. I think you said that he might not play. And well, I, thought, I
0: thought he might, yeah. Well, I, I thought mean, he was on the periphery. At fully, I, I,
1: at fully Fit, I think we agreed. Coming into the yeah, year- Yeah, with Williams it around. Was, it was Wiedering, Young, Marchbank, McGovern, Boyd. Sard- Doherty, Williams as your seven.
0: Yeah, and but we, I think we also had Boyd ahead of him. I'm not sure, but we had that as the seven. We thought, oh, like, where are they going to find when, Newman? when
1: Williams went down, we said it was Boyd, and then Boyd went down. No,
0: nah, and- I think we would have had Newman ahead of Boyd. In a true pecking order. No, definitely, but they're different positions, I guess. Not
1: but really. Like what do you say Jordan what do you think Jordan Boyd is? Well he's more of a flanker than William than no, Newman.
0: Not really.
1: He's pretty deep. Yeah. Anyway. I see po- him as a dead set the, back the, pocket. The point is that coming into the year, we, yeah, there was we a weren't, bit weren't of conjecture. even sure if he'd play. Like I know. But wow, is he playing? <laughs> um and I don't care what anyone says, like no one on our list. Would be playing better football in that position that isn't playing right now. Like Zach Williams, if he was playing, no, no would worries. not be playing better football than Newman is right now. So anyway, that's the twenty-three analyzed bolt. And and we touched on Lewis Young, just the PG, yeah, yeah 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 just. And uh, yeah. I'll get your quick five four three two one because we had, we actually had the exact same this week,
0: so mm. we'll do it together. I can't remember the order I gave it to you in, but I would have had Kerno at five. Kerno five we was both, it? We both had Newman, Newman at four. four. Was it? uh Acres so We both had Acres three,
1: Chera two, Crips one. Yep. That was our five. Something like that. Yep. Um, and our BNF. Do you want to say how yours is looking? So currently on mine, I've got Newman coming first. I've got Chera coming second. And I've got Charlie coming third. So that is my. Sorry, Charlie and Crips
0: are equal third. So I've got Chera and Newman equal at the top, Crips third, Kerno fourth. Yep. All separated by two votes, They're to be clear, There's a clear four. they They're a the clear four right now.
1: Uh, Twitter questions, Bolt. We are running out of time, so we're going to zip through. And there were a lot, and uh, it is worth reading out um, quite a few of these. We won't do repeat ones, so apologies if we don't get to yours this week. But just taking a look at these Twitter questions. Firstly, uh, Paul Walsh, Walshy, said, Adam Saad is as important as anyone in this team. He forces us to move the ball quickly and creates dare... Couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah, we love. He's so good. He's just
1: enormous. and the Wolf
0: in Perth is, is I'll go. Look, there's like so many Carlton fans these WA games. It's bonkers, and the Wolf is just loud there as well. Awesome. I think they get around it. The
1: great man, Damon Mule. Did you see him this trip? Nah. didn't see. Fair enough. He said. Did Fuck. speak
0: to him before the game though? Like, isn't during the week.
1: Said far out, we needed that. Voss, the players, the club, and the fans—we all needed that, especially going into a really tough six weeks. Agreed. Um, David Ridley says, "I like the confidence and swagger that Kemp plays with. I wish more of our players had it. I hope it becomes infectious." I actually agree for sure. It was his seventh
0: game as well. He I does have so... that
1: swagger about him. It was Even good. the celebration when he kicked yeah. it—don't know what he was doing, but it was great.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It was might, great. It might it be was, a basketball. It, sort it was of exactly what he needed, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, because he'll he'll
1: play next on Friday night. It's pretty funny how much our opinion of someone can change in in two hours.
0: And that's why I said at the top of the show, we've got to be cautious here. We have to understand it was as easy as a game will get all year. Yep. But it's also a game that could mean so much more going forward for the team and individuals just because, you know, it helps with these intangibles.
1: Absolutely. Michael Cerevolo says, Blake Akers is a bull I think Chincotta has been a minor revelation as Doc goes on the ball and really opens the game up for us. How much would you like to see guys like Doc play on the ball and rotate through? And is there anyone else you think who could run through there too?
0: I, I'm a fan of it. I, I agree. Cincotta's, I think Sard can as well. I think Sard can, but I think Sard is very good defensively, so you probably still want him behind the ball yeah. a bit. But he definitely has the capacity too. But Acres and Chincotta for sure have are definitely going to aid our midfield long term.
1: Yes. Um, Mo Zini says Voss's most important task For for the upcoming week Is getting the players To understand What that win was Great to put the foot down But acknowledge Who we were up against And know that we will need That same urgency Dare and confidence Versus the Lions This week We absolutely Have to back it up Have to back it up Uh Wilson says We did what we should have done Against a depleted Cellar dweller Maybe even a little more What changes do we make For Brisbane If any We will get to the team changes Shortly There's a couple questions here About Fisher Bit of a theme Asking well, Shay says What do we do with Fish Um,
0: Yeah Christian it's a tough one He's just been playing so poorly
1: Christian Shapkoon says Is Nick Newman In AA contention and I think the 100%. answer to that is absolutely. He's currently in my rolling 22, as I said.
0: I don't think I had him in my team, but he's right there. Yeah. Stiff. Who's the who's ahead of him? I had Tom Stewart and Wilkie in the back pockets.
1: Yeah, I have Wilkie. I had Newman ahead of Stewart. Probably because Stewart mm. missed a few games. Two. Yeah, I think Newman. Yeah. And those two, Newman absolutely towered no, the no. best small no, forward no. in the New- Newman's in been Freen. phenomenal. Uh, Tim W says, great win tonight, which should provide some much-needed confidence. Much tougher test though coming up. What is par over the next six weeks with Brisbane, the Dogs, Pies, Swans, Ds, and Don? So it's a huge six weeks for the football club. That's a great question. What is
0: par bolt? Three and three is par. That's par. Anything under, no good. Anything mm. above, very good. They're tough games. As in and you and you look at it. They're tough games
1: They are very tough games
0: You know The Bulldogs won We almost have to pin- The Bulldogs and Essendon games Virtually have to be wins And I think the other one We pinch To get it to a par Is probably this weekend Brisbane have been A little sceptical On the road this year They lost to the port. They lost to Port Adelaide And the Bulldogs on the road The Bulldogs have been good though They have But you know They're right where we are As well the dogs You know ladder wise It's an 8 point game Against the dogs Oh that game's huge there's no easy game coming up. There's no easy game. And we'll see, you know, Swans in Sydney might be, you know, that's going to be a huge game as well. You know, Sydney's two games, two wins behind us at the moment. Swans in Sydney will absolutely tell us where we're at. I think this week's going to be interesting. I, I actually don't mind us this week. Yeah. I don't mind us this week.
1: Uh, Brady Park says, hopefully that was the confidence-boosting win that we needed. Our ball movement had a lot more dare and explosiveness to it this week. I hope we still have the guts to attempt to play like this against good opposition. Only time will tell. You bloody hope so. Um, Tone says, uh, would we use TDK in defense like his brother Sam? If younger weed has got injured or to free up McGovern. I've I've said that for a yep. while. I don't know why they wouldn't try it, especially now while he's playing twos.
0: And especially with, now with this new role that we've created yes, for ourselves.
1: I think Tom DeConning should definitely play behind the ball. I think it could almost be a revelation for him. Truthfully, I cannot understand how they've never done it. I really can't. And Yeah, I think it would add a complete layer. I mean, his brother's an absolute gun. His brother's... He's he's one of the best...
0: But they're different people.
1: No, of course they are. But he's one of the best defenders in the competition. And they've never tried Tom there. So I'd like them to. Um, Alex Williams says, being at the game, did you notice any significant tactical changes from the coaching group? Um, On the TV, it looked like we wanted to move the ball a lot more and make
0: more use of the corridor. Now, that is... That yeah. is a fair pickup For sure. And, and we'll, yeah, we'll, you know, we're we'll playing witch's hats. So, this week's going to be very telling in terms of the way we move the ball. Um, We still did revert back to that, you know, methodical, you know, trying to really find that precise pass, you know, before entering a bit, like we did against St Kilda, but we just had so much time and space and we could do what we wanted. But definitely, structurally, the difference was very noticeable in terms of, actually seeing Brody Kemp phased out into that team. And I know it's just Brody Kemp, but it really did make a difference. So that was a good move upstairs.
1: Michael Joseph says, Pitto has now had two strong games as the solo ruck. Tonight, all the key forwards had an impact. Does TDK come back in next week or do we go with the don't fix what ain't broke method? We are also 2-0 when I don't watch this season, so taking donations to go out during every game. Yeah, I'll pay for his dinner. (laughs) Where does he want to go? Um, we'll be in touch, but, uh, no, that is, yeah. that is all for the questions The, the this bigger the week. game,
0: the bigger the stake.
1: Last one, actually, Damian... And TDK won't be back this week. He couldn't, surely. No. Damian Birmingham says, excellent win. Having Doc back was so important, but Sarge and Cotto and Kemp were also great. A whole team effort that can give us a boost into a huge game on Friday. For sure. Fisher looks a bit lost still. Who would you put in his place? It's a good segue bolt into uh, team changes this week. Jesse Motlop will be available for selection. An official injury report hasn't come out yet from the club, but I think that when we look at the injury list from last week, we can easily tell that everyone's going to be available apart from obviously Philp and Williams who are out for the year and then Cunningham, Marchbank, Martin, and Owies. So I think everyone else will be available um, I'd go Motlop for Honey, Kennedy for Ed Curnow, and I'd say that, that'd that be
0: that. That would I'm be what I'd be doing. Yeah, I'm
1: on board with that. Don't think they will do the Kennedy swap, though, but I'd be gobsmacked if they didn't.
0: Well, worst case, will be the sub again. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. I'd also like to see Fogarty for Fisher.
0: Yeah, same. They'll play Fisher this week.
1: Yeah, they will. They won't drop him after that. So... Friday Night Lights. Very quickly before yep. that, VFL review. Yes, yes. An unfortunate five-point loss for the boys this week. We've been in great form. I think we'd won two or three in a row. We'd won, yeah, three in a row. And uh, we suffered a five-point defeat to the Footscray Bulldogs in Footscray. Bins once again, best on for Carlton. He had 26 and a goal. He's just having a fantastic start to his career in navy blue. Amazing to see Cottrell back. First game of the year, he had 17 and a goal. Boyd in his second game back, he was great with 18 disposals, good defensively. Paddy Dow had 25 disposals. He also had five tackles, a couple inside and a couple rebound 50s. Murkov uh, played full game in the ruck back in the side. He had 40 hit outs and 12 disposals. Probably was his best game for the year. Uh, O'Brien had two goals 19 disposals Plowman had 21 And the rest of our Carlton list of
0: players. Lemmy if you, if you think you won't see Cowan for a while You're not going to see Plowman for even longer
1: Lemmy three behinds Uh De Kooning obviously as you mentioned Seven disposals and a goal um, He also had 13 hit outs He spent about 20 minutes on the bench With concussion protocols Who? De Kooning. Oh did he? Yeah Oh. Dom McQuay had seven and uh Hudson O'Keefe had four. So that's that for the VFL bolt this week. Uh
0: what are your thoughts on the matchup? Well, it's a huge game. I actually think them I actually think the matchup suits us a little bit. I'm not sure why I'd say I think that though. They towed us last year up at the Gabba. Completely tore us. What happened in twenty twenty one against Brisbane? I can't even remember. They killed us in twenty twenty in the last game of the year. 2021 versus Brisbane. Oh, round six under the roof. They killed us at Marvel. Killed us. Yep. No, I know mm-hmm. the game. Shocking. So, haven't been great recently, but I don't know. I just feel like it could work for us. They've been really sketchy on the road. And you know what? The only team that we've actually lost to at Marvel under Michael Voss is St. Kilda. It's the only team we've lost to at Marvel. Our Marvel record's very good. Yeah. Um. I, I just think we'll go okay this week. I do. I think we'll go. It's a tough... It's I like tough. us at Marvel. It's tough. It's going to be a tough game. Sam Doherty's 150th this week. Yes. Get up for the so dock. Get up for Docherty. It's the Carlton Respects game, the annual Respects game as well which is obviously all for a good cause. Yes, yes. Um, We've got a pretty shifty record in these games, though, so hopefully...
1: We are 0-7 in respects games.
0: Yes. So hopefully the good work we do off the field can be replicated on us. Absolutely. Um,
1: No, get down there, support the team, support the Carlton respects. They're doing absolutely incredible things, things that should just be done anyway, but they are doing it. And, uh, yeah, it's the eighth respects game. We hope to get up and bolt. I think that that will be all for this week. Yeah, We did well, squeeze it into the hour in the end. For
0: sure, no. We'll see how we go. Friday night lights. I'm actually sitting with you this week. Yes, yes, so, for the first time this year. Yes, and I think we had a pretty good record together last year. Yeah, well, the first game was certainly great. I think we were like four and one together last year. Yes, so.
1: yes. So, there we go. That'll be that. Bolt, thank you. No worries. Bluebaggers, thank you. We'll be back next week in a big game for the football club this week. Get down to Marvel on Friday night And support the lads Go Blues Go Blues
0: and they will know That they been playing Against the famous Old Dark blue.